Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Welcome, everyone. This is our first ever uh, panel discussion, and um, we want to, well, I guess I, I don't know if we would consider uh, the first time pastor ever um, talked to the church when he was voted in, he sat down in a chair and answered a bunch of questions and talked for a while. So, um, so I, you know, in, in that same kind of spirit of, of just uh, uh, answering questions today, and, and surely there's a lot of questions out there, um, we wanted to uh, start this series on conver- conversation series on how to study the Bible. Um, so we will be uh, going through this. Uh, we'll be doing a few different uh, topics throughout the year, uh, but we wanted to start this one off um, as we are. We're talking about prepare for life in our theme this year, um, and we're in this quarter where we're talking about life. So uh, with that, we want just some kind of practical application stuff that we can uh, talk about. Um, on how to better study the Bible so that in our own daily Bible reading, uh, we can better dissect Scripture and understand it more clearly. So um, as we start today, I, uh, they didn't have this question on their list, but I'm just going to ask them to, uh, first of all, introduce themselves. We are recording, the, recording this, um, and we're going to be placing it online later uh, on YouTube and on Facebook. So uh, if you could introduce yourself and uh, just maybe give us an, a little insight as to how long you've been uh, teaching or in ministry um, in your life. Start with Brother Ron. Yep, there we go. Um, uh, I think most of you know me. Um, of course, Ron Ayers. And uh, I've been doing this particular field of endeavors for the Lord over 40 years. Um, I actually started doing some teaching in, in the uh, lower levels of Sunday school uh, structure, probably after I'd had the Holy Ghost, maybe about three years. and Never quit, so I've been doing it ever since then. So it's been a little over 40 years that I've been doing it. And I love it. It's a. I never thought that I would love it, but I do. I do love it. It's a, it's a great outlet for me. It's a. And I, I hope it's a blessing to the people that are able to hear it, and uh, have an impact on your life in some in some positive way. Hopefully, never negative, but always positive. But uh, I love the Lord. I love. His word, his word is so special. I remember um, falling in love with the with the word of God very early on. Uh, after I'd received the Holy Ghost, I just wanted to find out everything I could about God. I just I loved Him so much, and I remember making a a vow to God years and years ago, and that was that. I would allow God to lead me into truth. I wanted the truth. I didn't want to be led astray. Say, God, don't ever let me be led astray into a false doctrine or anything. I want to know the truth. Uh, 
And wherever you will lead me in truth, I'll follow. And I've tried to stay true to that, and hopefully I have stayed true to that, that promise that I made to God. Um, but I love truth, because truth does indeed set you free. Burke. I'm Rhonda Burke. Hello. Okay. <laughs> As you know, I'm Rhonda Burke, and uh, um, teaching and ministry, uh, being raised in a pastor's home, uh, you learn ministry really quickly, and uh, mainly what I learned about ministry is it's servanthood. Wherever there was a need, that's where you worked. Um, so it just didn't matter what needed to be done. Uh, that's just what you do. You just see a need, you take care of it. So I think it, over the years, um, I can say I didn't start out by uh, talking and teaching and all of that, but I probably did, just nobody was listening. <laughs> uh, but actually, after we were pastoring for a while, um, I knew that that calling was there more um, to begin to expound on the word of the Lord and to teach and preach. Um, I've taught youth for many, many years. Uh, when we first came to Landmark, Brother Luke was in my class as a young teenager. So that tells you how long um, that's been going on. But uh, <clears throat> anyway... And just after a few years um, of teaching, and then one day the Lord just spoke to me uh, about preaching his word. So I think it's just developed over the years. I've just made myself available to the Lord for whatever capacity he needed me in. And uh, so still, even though I'm called to teach and preach, I'm still called to be a servant uh, to the house of the Lord, to the people of the Lord. So still, in whatever capacity that he needs me, he knows I'll work. name is Mark Allen Burke. I pastor Landmark Worship Center. It is a great privilege to be able to do that. 1977, I, uh, me and my family uh, came into the church and... Revival service in Springfield, Missouri, which is where I, were, I was born and raised, um, received the Holy Ghost, was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and I never looked back from there. Um, I was so hungry for God when I got it, when I got the Holy Ghost, it changed me, and that's what I feel like it does for us. It is a powerful experience. So from there, I told my pastor, I said, I want to I wanna know everything that there is to get closer to God. That was the purpose. I want to know everything. I want to know it all. I want to know the scriptures. And I'm still learning, of course, through the years. Uh, I haven't attained it all, but I have, I'm still learning. But he preached and he taught, and he personally taught uh, in my life some great things. Um, and through the years, I just craved and still crave more of God. That's several years ago, 1977. You can do the math. Uh, but 
I um, felt called to the ministry. Um, at first, I held it to myself just to make sure it was not just me, and then um, kind of started doubting if that was really God or me, and then um, my pastor preached a message, and it confirmed it to me that that's what I needed to do. I went to him, and he said, I was waiting for you to come because I felt the same thing. So from there, I began to pursue ministry and learn even more of the Word of God. I would pray. I would, I would study and dig into the Word of the Lord. And through that, um, uh, 19, well, I went to Bible college at Gateway College of Evangelism in St. Louis, and I graduated from there. That was 1980. Uh, graduated in 1983, and uh, which Gateway is now, of course, Urshan College. Um, what a powerful experience! Some things that was put into my life, I I still glean from even yet today. It helps me getting an overall view of the Word uh, through teaching, and we hear teaching here, we hear preaching here, and it all adds together. So I thank the Lord for that, um, and um, I received license with the United Pentecostal Church in 1983, was married in 18, 1982, received my license in 1983, so uh, you can do the math there of how many years of license ministry, but uh, God has been so good, and he continually amazes me, and as I read the word, i you know, I'm not saying this to say I'm anything great, but I have studied the Word and read the Word through many times, but yet I have continually saw new things in the Word of God, and I thank the Lord for that. It's not a book that you can completely comprehend everything all at once. It's a lifelong learning of the Word of God. Awesome. Well, I appreciate all of those uh, introductions. And uh, let's just get started with our first question here today. Um, and uh, we'll give this question to Brother Ron to start off with, and then we'll go down the line. But um, what are some good resources or tools that can be used alongside studying the Bible? I know uh, my, my personal choice for for studying the Word of God is, is the King James Version of the Bible. Um, I also know that the King James Version at times is almost impossible to understand. Um, so in situations where uh, you're really not gaining the full measure of what the, the Scripture wants to give you because you simply can't understand what it's saying, uh, you definitely need to find another resource. And there are plenty of different uh, versions of, of the Bible out there that, that are good help um, that I could recommend for you. Uh, I have several different Bibles here. I've probably got 20 different versions of the Bible myself that I pick on from time to time. But um, My favorites probably are the, the New Living Translation. Uh, it makes it very simple, and it is a translation. There have been some who have been paraphrases. Uh, stay away from those. Um, but the New Living Translation is actual translation, and it, it doesn't really conflict. For the most part, it doesn't really conflict with what the King James is trying to say, and it is a whole lot easier to understand. 
it's uh it's a lot more in our modern day english than the uh, than the king james version uh i also have um some other study bibles that i brought with me i've got uh, a version of the bible called it's dakes it's a uh, it's a bible with a lot of commentary and you have almost as much commentary as you have bible in there so it's uh, it's, and he has a lot of good points, a lot of good thoughts. Some of them are kind of out there in left field, but for the most part, it's it's a very good study Bible if you want to use that for uh, study because he, he makes commentary on almost every verse in the Bible. Um, and it's quite extensive, uh, but it is a good it's a good reference Bible to 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 study as you go along with that. And he uses the King James Version as his base. To, to study off of too. So it's called Dakes, Dakes Annotated Reference Bible. It's a good Bible. Um, I've also got a, a copy of a Bible that's called, get it here. This is called the Pentateuch and Half Torah. It's actually uh, produced by a, a Hebrew um, uh, press. They produce their own literature, and this is actually it's they use uh, they use basically it's King James version that they use for the Old Testament, and they're uh, so anytime you want to study the Old Testament, this is a this has been a really good help for me. It's the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible, uh, and then the half Torahs. So it's uh, the half Torahs are other readings like uh, you'll have Psalms and Proverbs, some of the other readings along with that. That are also included in this, but it has a lot of good commentary in it as well. And uh, I've used this a lot in in my Genesis study uh, because it, it deals a lot with the uh, the first five books of the Bible, obviously. So, but this has been a really good. One. This one will blow your mind because you start from the back and you go toward the front. Um, it's it's not like the old traditional way. It's printed backwards, if you will. So it, it kind of messes with your mind a little bit. But it's a good read. Um, I've also one of the one of the main tools that I use all the time is this. It's a Strong's Exhaustive uh, Concordance. Um, the thing that separates this from others is that this concordance here has every word listed that's used in the Bible, and it also has a number that's attached to every one of those words. And by using that number. It has a dictionary in the back. You can go to that number that corresponds with the word that you're looking up, and it will give you the meaning of that particular word as it's used, which has been a great resource. And again, I use this all the time. Uh, it's, it's been a great help to me over the years. Um, there are a ton of different references, reference books that you can use out there. I've got, a, I've got uh, several volumes of commentary that I can uh, that I can use um, all kinds of historical uh, references uh, anytime you can find some books that talks about the culture of that day it, it gives a lot of insight into helping to understand that I've got some books on the cultures of the Medes and Persians the cultures of the Greeks the culture of the of the uh, Babylonians, uh, just all these different things, and it gives a lot of a lot of interesting.
background history. And the more you can understand about their history, it helps you kind of get into their mindset and helps you understand, I think, a little bit more about what the scripture is actually talking about in some cases. Because some of the, some of the culture is foreign to us. Uh, we don't think like they think. Our culture is totally different than that. And for us to try to put our culture into their culture, it doesn't fit. So it just helps to have a little better understanding of their culture for background. Um, but there are just so many different good reference materials out there. Um, uh, not all of them will be something that uh, kind of maybe strikes home with you, but you'll find some, uh, I'm sure. We're really still wanting to try to get a library started here. And if we can do that, we can put a lot of great reference materials at, at, in your hands so that you will have them available for you. You don't have to go out and purchase them. We'll have them ourselves. And we'll be able to actually uh, get that started, I hope, before too long here. We, we have a lot of books already uh, in waiting, just wait, uh, ready to be set up. So we've just got to make that a priority, I guess, one of these days here and get it done. But I think it would be a great blessing for us if we could have that and have that resource material available to everybody so that you could do basically the same things that we do and then just uh, get a better understanding of, of the Word of God. I know that would make Sister Sheets very happy. All right, next. Well, um, I too love commentaries and uh, reading the Greek and Hebrew meanings of uh, words. And even if it's the smallest word that you think, it just makes sense to our English language. And you look it up, it means something completely different. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's all right here. <laughs> I use this app called Blue Letter Bible, and actually Pastor would just say the exact same thing. Um, it has the commentaries in it. Um, it has the Greek and Hebrew meanings in it. It has cross-references cross um, in it from one scripture to another. Um, so in other words, I feel like I've become very lazy <laughs> in my in my, instead of looking through a bunch of books, now I'm just looking on my uh, app. But it does list all of them. And so instead of just having uh, one person's view of it, it lists several different commentaries that you can choose from. Um, commentaries, that just is, you take a scholar of the Bible and they give you their thoughts on that scripture. So, and sometimes you just have to be careful. Always back up anything that anyone says with the word of God. And again, along with Brother Ayers, I typically study King James Version. Um, that is supposed to be the closest version to the original uh, word. So I use that. But the question was, what are some resources or tools that can be used along with studying the Bible. For me, the best tool is prayer. When I'm studying the word, and uh, it maybe it does seem like, okay, this scripture is just very simple to understand. Um, but it, especially if I'm preparing a lesson or preparing a message, I will take that and go to the Lord and just say, give me some understanding of this. I need understanding of this. And also meditating 
on the word of God. Just sitting, very hard for me to do. Sit still and just think about what I've just read. But meditating and let the spirit of the Lord just put that deep into your heart um, and uh, let it just simmer, so to speak, and let God bring revelation to you because we do have his spirit within us and he can do that. He does it all the time. So um, anyway, that's my thoughts on tools of studying the word. Um, I have... In going through Bible college, um, there was always a lot of material that we would look at and study. Um, I do mainly use the King James Version because I want to back everything up with it. And now I have, I have actually uh, went into the Greek and Hebrew through different translations of words and looked to find out what word fits and and everything that I've seen so far in the King James Version has basically matched up with uh, the Hebrew and the Greek. Hebrew was what was written in the Old Testament. The Greek was written in the New Testament. That's the language that they used at that time. So they had to translate it back over to the English language. And King James, of course, being um, uh, English king, he translated in the English language. And I know there's different there's different words. You could take the word sail, and you could think of a sail on a boat. But you could also, if you're a, a lady, you could think of a sail at Macy's. Uh, you could think of, uh, they, they are spelled a little different, but you, when you, if you say the word, you could say that. And, you know, but there's words in the scripture and in the English language that have several different meanings. So I try to go and look at that. Uh, with the original writing. Now, I realize that, you know, I feel like that the King James Version, the Bible, has been given to us by God, and it shouldn't be complicated. I do realize that sometimes it, it really gets to where you're trying to understand it, and it does get confusing. That's true. Um, but I do feel very important to go back to the original and figure it out. I know we don't have to be Bible scholars to be able to understand what God has given us. Um, it's really, the Word of God is very simple when you take it from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. Um, now, when I, in, in talking about different translations, I have looked at different translations, and I do use that at times. Um, I've got a library of commentaries and books and Bibles and different things, um, I have, I do use the Blue Litter Bible. I feel like it's a great app to help me. Um, it also gives me commentary thoughts. Um, but I, I have referred to my library at times, some commentaries and books there. Uh, but one thing that I really feel very strong, and I know that this panel here today, I know we all feel the same way, is we want to make sure the truth is being presented, what God wants us to present. I know in my ministry, uh, and I've said this to the church before, I always pray, God, let me speak what you want me to speak, not what I want to speak. My opinion could get things cloudy, 
But the Word of God is the authority, so I go to the, to the Word of God and use that. And when I'm preparing for a, a lesson or I'm preparing for a message, one of the things that I'm, I always do is before I go to a commentary, before I go to any other reference of any other person that has wrote something on that thought, I pray. I, I, many times the Lord gives me messages through prayer. I believe that messages and teaching and preaching is born through prayer first. But it's not just, okay, God, give me a message. It's an everyday praying and reading the word because then you just, you, you got to eat every day. I'm all into this three meals a day, even if it is Robin food, cardinal food. I'm just teasing about that. I like to tease my wife about that. But, but I'm all into eating three meals a day, and uh, I do like this fact that, uh, you know, they come up with this idea if you want to lose weight, uh, eat every hour on the hour. I love that. But the thing about the Word of God, it's important for us to read the Word of God every day and continually feast on that, and God speaks to us through that for that hour. So before I ever pick up a commentary or a reference book of any kind, I pray, I read the Scripture, and I want God to reveal to me what, what that Scripture means first, because I don't want things clouded. And many times I've went to commentaries. I have commentaries. I also um, have a commentary on my app here. Um, it's called uh, Study Light. Study Light. Uh, it's got tremendous uh, accumulation of commentaries and biblical illustrations and encyclopedias. In any book that you read, in any commentary that you read, it's important for you to understand you've got to sort through there's a lot of different thinking there that can lead you away from truth. So I use a lot of different uh, commentaries. I also uh, use the I also use the um, interlinear Bible, uh, which is what Brother Ayers was talking about, and Strong's Concordance um, does give you a number of the word, and it gives you different meanings of that particular word, and it's really opened up my understanding of some of the scripture. We've done that here in church. I was trying to share that with our congregation and trying to present a scripture. And here's another thing you got to think about when you look at commentaries. We have found in this congregation a tremendous view different angles of view on Scripture, but it also all goes back to the truth of the Word of God. I have been amazed at the scholarly thought of the people of this congregation. And on that thought, it's even opened up my eyes to a Scripture in different ways. Here's the thing. Commentaries and thoughts of other um, people can bring a new light to that Scripture that you didn't see before. And I welcome that as long as it's truth, as long as it's truth. And the things that are not truth, I put aside, I throw out. Um, some of the commentaries I use, and I'll, I'll just uh, mention this here before I close with my comment here, but uh, I do have a pulpit commentary. It's a tremendous commentary. 
A lot of reading if you're wanting to find some deep things. You've got to read, read and dig deep. Uh, Biblical Illustrator has been a tremendous commentary for me through the years. Uh, I also have some different, uh, I've used Matthew Henry through the years too. I haven't used it in quite a while, but it does have some good thought. Um, another commentary that I, I like is uh, uh, Peter Guzik. Um, he has some good thoughts there also. But in all of it, you've got to sort, pick, and choose truth because it's all got to go back to the pattern of what God has given us. Or I'm not doing my job as a teacher or preacher if I don't present the truth of the Word of God. So I, I use a lot of different things, and I try to uh, use them to, to, to get into a different perspective what God's trying to bring out. And it's, it's tremendous when you get different thoughts and different ideas. I wanted to um, add something to that. I brought a couple different Bibles. Um, uh, I read a lot out of the Thompson chain. This is the one I typically will study out of. But I also have the new Apostolic Study Bible. The Apostolic Study Bible is just that. It was written by, or the commentaries in it were written by apostolics. So when I read, even in the Thompson Chain, which is a, it's a very, it's been around for a long time, let's just put it that way. The commentaries in that are very good. But if I have any kind of question, I will look up what the apostolics have written and uh, compare it to that. Um, also, I wanted to say something Pastor said. You can uh, take a scripture and you can look into several different commentaries. But I will say this it all comes down to your heart. Brother Ayers was saying that he just wanted to know truth. God, show me truth. If that is your heart, trust me, God will show you truth. But if you're looking for a way out, and you read the scripture that says, thou shalt not kill. Well, I'm going to see what a commentary says about that. And you look, and you look, and you search, and you start searching on the internet. You're looking for a scapegoat of that scripture. Because you just really want to kill somebody. I mean, that might not have been the best scripture to use. But <laughs> you can find it. Somewhere out there in cyberspace, you can find where somebody will say to you, well, when it says thou shalt not, that's just a suggestion or whatever. So if you want to find a way out of truth, you can find it if you search long enough, if you're looking for something that really isn't the truth and, and something that's just going to appease your flesh. So that's why we're saying you got to be careful of what you read. Reference it back to the King James Version. And if you still have a question, go to someone that you trust, that you know their heart is right, they're seeking the truth, and, and talk to them about it. Mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Um, and in that same vein, um, we mentioned apostolic resources. Um, you know, a great resource is the Pentecostal Publishing House, uh, pentecostalpublishing.com. 
Um, one thing I was going to mention is they, they do also have, uh, there's some new kind of apostolic commentaries that are out, um, well, fairly new. Uh, one, the handbook on the Psalms and wisdom literature, handbook on the epistles of Paul. These were written by Jeremy Painter and uh, some of them with, uh, also with Jeff Brickle. They're both uh, great teachers, very intelligent uh, men and um, but there's a lot throughout uh, throughout their website, so you can uh, reference that as well. Um, and then also, uh, you were talking about Blue Letter Bible. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, different Bible apps out there, and a lot of them will uh, have either free commentaries you can download or ones for purchase. I know uh, Strong's Concordance, I believe, is uh, you can purchase that. You know, it's not cheap. I mean, it's whatever uh, the cost probably to maybe to buy the book or the series or whatever, but um, the Olive Tree app, that's another one that you can download. Um, there's a whole library of commentaries in the app, so you can click and, you know, there might be a whole uh, a whole series of books that, you know, would be several volumes long that you can get on your iPad or on your phone or whatever, um, but, you know, and it may be $150 or something like that, but uh, to have that at your fingertips, I mean, is amazing. Um, and, and, you know, uh, and we'll get to this a little bit later about the, the differences in digital and physical, but, um, but just being able to have those volumes of books, as you saw, Brother Ron, that, that book's not very thin. It's not a, it's not a one-night read, um, but there are those, uh, those available, and that's, I think that's a, a great way. Down to, now, does Blue Letter Bible, um, that has a, quite a bit of commentary, like, built into it, doesn't it? It's free. So the so Blue Letter Bible, you can access that. I think, is there an app for it? And then also you can do it online as well. Um, okay, so um, spent quite a while on that question, but that's good. I think we got a lot of good information there. Um, next question, and this has maybe been covered a little bit, but I think let's, um, you know, I think we, especially, you know, people watching this, uh, this session later and then um, in the room as well. There's a lot of different levels of understanding of Scripture, where we're at in our walk with God, what we understand. Um, and so if you could answer this question as far as someone who's been in the church for a while but still kind of uh, struggles connecting to the Word. It says, um, I have been in the church my whole life and still struggle connecting to the Word due to the fact it gets confusing at times and hard to grasp. Do you have any suggestions to make studying simple? Um, and we already talked a little bit about study Bibles, but um, is there any, any, I guess, one thing that you would, you would say uh, to maybe simplify your reading of the Word? Um, not to try to overcomplicate things, but thinking in terms of someone who is kind of at that beginning level, um, what, maybe, maybe it's a, a passage of Scripture you could start in, an area of the Bible you could start in that's a little easier to understand. What would be some thoughts on that? Start with uh, Sister Burke on this one. Um, I typically will tell people that um, either those that are having a tough time understanding or new to the church, new to a relationship with God, uh, if you start in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the Gospels. That's just the life of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, we are called to be his followers. Well, if you're going to mimic someone, if you're going to follow them, which that's what that means, um, then you want to look and see how did they act? 
what, what did they say to people? How did they interact with people? How did they treat people? How am I supposed to follow Christ? Well, if you read the four Gospels and you see, you, you read the words that Jesus spoke to people, you see the type of people who he interacted with, um, you learn a whole lot of how to become a Christian, how to become his follower. Um, Psalms and Proverbs is another uh, place that I would steer someone that um, is uh, maybe struggling to understand, you know, something in Exodus or whatever. Um, but also, there's so many different ways that you can study the Word of God, and we may be getting into this later, but uh, let's just say you want to know more about what does the love of God mean? What exactly does that mean? It seems pretty simple, but what does it really mean? Well, um, I know like when using the Blue Letter Bible app, I can just type in the word love or love of God, and every scripture that has that in it will pop up. And I could just read all of those scriptures, which is probably hundreds. But you could read every scripture. And reading those scriptures gives you, again, another understanding of what is this talking about. Or, you know, just finding a little tidbit, uh, a sentence or whatever in the, in the four gospels. And you want to know what, did the, what does that really mean? Or to cross-reference it, you could type that into the Blue Letter Bible. You could type that in, and it'll give you other scriptures that have those same words in it. And that's a good way. But that is, that's typically where I advise people to start because it is a simple uh, read, the Gospels. It's just a story of the life of Jesus Christ. And then, of course, the book of Acts is the beginning of the church, and um, that's easy as well. So... Um, in that, uh, and we had just talked a little bit about, um, you know, I, I guess maybe an, uh, going on from like a kind of a beginner level to trying to understand more what's happening in the Greek and the Hebrew. Um, Brother Ron, what's maybe a specific resource that you use for um, interpreting Greek or, or Hebrew? Is it within some of the comment or the concordance you have there, or is that something more uh, a separate resource that you use directly for that? It's fine there. I didn't have it pushed up all the way there. But I usually, I'll usually use the uh, Strong's Concordance, and it'll have. Uh, it, it's difficult to get in that. When you're doing that, you have to really be careful as well because you, some of the Hebrew words, especially, they, they'll have multiple meanings, and some of the meanings aren't even connected. They're not even in the same genre. So if you're just wanting to pick something that fits what you think it ought to be, you can pick something out of there and, and throw that in there, and it'll change the whole meaning of, the, of, of what the word says. And it changes the whole structure of the sentence, and then it, it, it can get you off in the left field. So you have to be careful when you're doing that as well because you have to go with context have to understand the context of what the scripture is trying to tell you in order to be able to get the right understanding 
of what the definition should be for the word that's used there. That's not for novices, okay? So if, if, if you're struggling to just understand the basics, I, I don't even go there. I, seriously, I would uh, tell you to avoid that for right now. Um, another good point, I think, um, we have some great Bible studies that give you a general overall view of what the Bible's about. That's where you need to start. Um, you can pick up your Bible and start reading it, but if you have no idea of what the Bible is really all about to begin with, it'll, it'll lead you into different places, and it can take you places that you really will get confused. It's good to have a basic understanding. It's the same way that, uh, that we started off in school. They gave you the basics when you started off. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Those are the basics, but you learned the basics first before you went on to algebra and calculus and, and all these other studies. You had to learn the basics. And to me, it's the same thing in this. It's important for us to have a general overall understanding of what the Bible is about. It gives you a basic background, and then you can begin to have a little more of a connection, I think, with what the Scripture's trying to tell you and get in maybe into some deeper studies. But if you're struggling with really understanding the Bible, take out some of these uh, just basic Bible studies. Uh, they, we've got some good ones. They, they sell some good ones at headquarters. And so it's, it's just really some good way to get your feet firmly planted on some solid basis before you get started. It, it, this, this, again... It can be so confusing um, if you don't have a good foundation to, under your feet to begin with. You, you can, because some of these commentaries, some of the things that these commentaries will tell you, they sound really good, but they're false. And, and you can get yourself messed up big time trying to get into that. It, you're doing a good thing. You're, you're trying to learn more about the Word of God, but it can be a bad situation if you're really not founded firmly on a, on a good, solid foundation to begin with and I think these Bible studies will help you get a good solid foundation to start off with and if you do that then that kind of gets you pointed in the right direction and you can begin to feel and again prayer don't ever don't ever try to do this without prayer because uh, it's just not a good thought always include prayer in that because if, if you're sincere in it God will lead you into that truth he will he will help if you're having trouble understanding certain parts of something that you're looking at Ask God. He doesn't want his word to be a mystery to us. He wants us to know who he is. He wants us to know what this is all about. And if you have a sincere heart, he will open that to you. If Maybe not necessarily in that, but he might lead you to somebody who can explain it to you. Just like the eunuch. He was reading the word of God. He wanted to know what it said. And God took a man out of a revival and brought him to a desert just so he could explain to him what he was reading. You think God isn't concerned about you knowing what's going on? He is. He is. He is. Um, uh, Pastor, real quick, wh what are some, uh, when we talk about Bible studies, what are some Bible studies that you recommend for that kind of early level reading? Um, I do like what Brother Ayers was saying. If you can get an overall view of the whole Bible through a Bible study, it goes from Genesis to Revelation. We've got Search for Truth. Uh, we've got Exploring God's Word. I think Exploring God's Word, but Brother Luke is teaching you now. Um, 
if you can get into those, it gives you an overall view. And then when you do pick up the Bible and read it, it comes together. Now, I do want to say that, um, like Brother Ayers was saying, the Lord doesn't want you to feel like that the Bible is so complicated you just never can understand it. That uh, is against God's desire, his motive for the Word of God. He wants you to understand it. But I think what we have to come to a conclusion with at first is we've got to get the right mindset. We pick up the Bible and we think, wow, I, I just there's no way I can understand this. But if we pick up the Bible and understand this is what God wants me to understand, that it is not as complicated as what we make it. I think we make it complicated. Um, the Word of God is such a powerful book in its simplicity. It's so powerful. Some of the most simple things have baffled my mind. And, 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 but those two Bible studies are tremendous, and uh, there are some other Bible studies that they have also. Uh, I know Search for Truth is like a 12-lesson, uh, I think, uh, or 10 lesson, and then exploring God's word is a 12 or 10 lesson, one of the two. One of them's one of the other. But those are very powerful. Now, understanding the scripture too, when you go through the Bible, it also helps you in a tremendous way to figure out the categories of each book. Uh, because the Bible and the books that were compiled in your Bible were, were put together by man. I'm talking about Genesis at, in, at this point, Attic, Exodus, and on down the line. That's the Pentateuch. You know, we can go into a lot of things like that. It goes into to history. It goes into poetry. Matter of fact, if you really take it uh, to uh, in a chronological order, Job is probably one of the first books with Genesis. But it's put down with Psalms and Proverbs. So if you look at it in that sense, it can make you make it kind of complicated. But when you take it in the sense where these Bible studies really help you out to understand that, uh, you know, where these things go, there is Pentateuch, the first five books, there's, there's uh, history, there's poetry, the laws. Uh, in the New Testament, there are, I mean, there's major prophets, minor prophets. The major prophets are the bigger books. That doesn't mean they're more important than the minor prophets. The minor prophets are smaller books. They categorize. Man has categorized them. But it helps us to understand the chronological order. You take Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You could put them all and overlap them. They're all talking about the same thing, but it's a different writer. And they're talk And this might be going on to another scripture or question I'm here. But they overlap. It's about the same story. It's just a different writer has a different view of it. And going back to what we've we're talking about before, they, they give a different insight into certain things that the other writer didn't. So when you understand that and take it all together and go through these Bible studies, it really helps you when you pick up the Bible and read it for yourself. God wants you to understand it. He wants you to, to know his will. It's like a parent wanting their child to know their will. You want to make it clear, and God, God wants it clear and simple want to mention one more Bible. Um, it's the one I travel with because it's smaller, and it is the Search for Truth Bible. 
the Pentecostal Publishing House um, came out with it. And right in the middle of the Bible is the Search for Truth Bible Study. So it's the best of both worlds. You have the Bible study right there with you. So you can read the Bible study yourself. The scriptures are all there. You can look them up right there within your Bible. And I believe they came out with an Exploring God's Word Bible as well. Um, so those are, they're fairly inexpensive, 20 to $30, and uh, just a really good uh, Bible to have. Um, that, and that's good because if you have the, that Bible, if you get an opportunity to teach somebody, you've got the Bible study there. Talking about Greek also, uh, I'm not a Greek scholar. Um, sometimes it's Greek to me. I know the word Greek sometimes gets a, a um, uh, kind of comes out across as a bad word of something we don't understand. Uh, I, I know that that um, just taking the word as it is, um, understanding the simplicity of it, helps us to understand it more clearly. But the Bible that Sister Burke uh, was talking about, I've got that Bible, that apostolic commentaries that comes from headquarters. I would highly recommend that to you because when you get it, you're going to hear some truth in the commentaries in that as you read the Bible. And it's very, very powerful and definitely helps you understand it. I would highly recommend that. You can get it from United Pentecostal Church headquarters and um, it will be a blessing to you. It's um, not free. <laughs> expensive. Um, one final thing when you're talking about those just kind of like more broad understanding of like the collection of books and the collection of scripture, um, the Bible Project on YouTube uh, is really good for those early uh, understandings of, of the Pentateuch and um, the, you know, just different minor prophets, major prophets. They kind of, they do a good job of, you know, explaining an overall view of that stuff. And it's also, it's from an animation company, so they, <clears throat> so they animate throughout the entire thing. So it's actually good for kids as well. It's good for uh, teenagers, younger kids. Um, might be a little over the head of most of your younger kids, but that's another good one that it's just, all it is is simple, quick videos are about four or five minutes long, and it explains this was written by this person. Um, here's how they're collected. This is how they categorize them and stuff. And so um, those uh, do not have a, any kind of real uh, theological slant to them. They're just really informational. So that's really good as well. Um, we're about out of time today for the for the rest of this, so we're going to try to wrap this up. Um, but we do want to mention that we do have the uh, questions that we're still accepting. Obviously, it's uh, as we saw today, we're, it's going to be hard to get through all of our questions that we have, but that's a good problem to have. We'll just keep doing this uh, for a little while and then um, and try to get to all those questions as we can. But we do have um, paper there that you can write it here and submit your question there, or you can go on our website and go to the top where it says questions, click that and submit there as well. Um, but thank you to our Bible scholars, our teachers today. Um, let's give them a hand and an appreciation for their, their word. Right, thank you.